55 of Pods in the Keys Springfield Pods of that's what this that's what this this podcast is called It's a podcast nominally about the Simpsons no, nominally. and we're the hosts of it I'm James he's Nick Are we nominally the hosts or are we actually the hosts uh, we're filling in for Steve and Barry, the usual guys. Oh, Steve and Barry. Yeah, Steve and Barry, that's his name. He's oh. the usual host. Oh, yes, I see. I see. <laughs> He's just one man. Hello, Mr. Barry. First name, Stephen. <laughs> Today I'll be talking about Homer loves Flanders. Papa, what happened to Nick and James? Shut the fuck up, boy. He's an abusive father as well. It's a oh, wait. Scene. Is, is Stephen Barry, is that Papa? <laughs> Stephen Barry. Stephen Barry is the guy that, uh, you know, on the yoga commercial where he's screaming and saying, Barry, Barry, just listen to me, Barry. That's I'll go, Barry. I'll go back to you, Stephen Barry. <laughs> Excellent. I reckon that's the second time in less than six months that we've referred to that yoga commercial. Yes, it is. That is very, very good stuff. <laughs> I believe it was on the Citizen Kane episode. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, the episodes we are looking at today, or tonight, or whenever it is for you. Season 5, episode 15, Homer loves theatre of World War One Flanders. Yep, Homer loves Flanders, in which Homer becomes obsessed with Mary Louise de Ramey's uh, 1872 novel, A Dog of Flanders. Alright. And then season 5, episode 16, Bart gets Mary Louise de May's elephant. Yep, Bert Gert's an elephant, as I've written my notes. <laughs> Bert Gert's an elephant. As part of an ongoing joke that I don't think anyone is invested in. Uh, Just I'd... me saying things slightly strangely. I'm not even sure if we're invested in that joke. <laughs> we keep doing it, though. And what was it first? Bert gets hurt by a Kurt, Bert or Bart gets, gets hurt by a cart, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, Bert gets hurt by a Kurt was, I believe, the initial iteration of that. Yes. Um, Which I believe that episode where Kurt Vonnegut beats the shit out of Bart. Uh, yes. This is the real children's crusade. He yells as he kicks Bart in the stomach. Is that a Kurt Vonnegut reference? Yes. Yeah, okay. So at least I can spot them. Yeah. (laughs) In that I mentioned Kurt Vonnegut and then said an extra thing. (laughs) Then said a thing that I didn't understand. Yeah. A real time quake. Um, So, Homer Loves Flanders starts with Ion Springfield. Two things to note about this. I never realised exactly how perfectly 90s the opening credits for Island oh, Springfield very are. very 90s. Very 90s. And it just reminds me of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Lots of like pastel colours and triangles and dashes and dots. Have you ever watched Saved by the Bell? I think I watched it when I was a child. When I was a little childman. Is it too early for me to go on a bit of a tangent here about something completely unrelated? You, uh, it's never too early. Okay, so you know how... We went to the same school, right? Yeah, we, we, did. We, were all, we were talking about this earlier, how yeah. weird that is. Where, <laughs> where Mr. Belding was the principal, and yeah. we had our good friend Screech. And Yeah, I loved Screech. <laughs> it was a shame right. he died. But, uh, oh, really? Is no, that... the actor's still alive. Oh. Oh, he wrote that tell-all biography, or yeah, whatever okay. it was, but... Uh, we were a year apart. You hosted your year 12 assembly. I hosted my year 12 assembly. Yeah. And the way that the assemblies would work at our school is they'd be like the uncut version for the year 12. It was a weird system now that I think back on it. Like yeah. It'd be like a three-hour version for 
everyone in year 12. And then the rest of the high school would get, like, the sanitized, weird, like, half-hour, like, best-of version. Mm. The more I think about it, the more weird that is as a system of things that happened. But anyway, I remember in a three-hour version, I was hosting mine, you'd hosted yours the previous year. For some reason, Saved by the Bell came up, and I did a rendition of the theme song from Saved by the Bell. And it was very popular. People were, like, coming after me afterwards, like, you gotta do that bit in the in the half-hour version. You gotta revisit that bit. Huh. But it had come up so organically in the long version that mm. I really had to shoehorn it in mm. to the half-hour version. So I just have this weird memory of being up on a stage thing, okay, I need to find a way to shoehorn this Saved by the Bell joke in. Yeah. And I really don't think I did a good job. I think I just started singing it out of nowhere, maybe. Yeah, that sounds like it would be about right. Yeah. Um, so that's my main, because I don't think I've ever seen Saved by the Bell. Oh. I listened to a few episodes of a podcast about it. I forget the name of it, but the podcast doesn't run anymore, so I don't feel like I need to plug them necessarily. What kind of podcast would take a TV show from the 90s and go through reviewing each episode? Ah. How fucking self-absorbed would you have to be to think that was worthwhile To content? think anyone would listen to that yeah. bullshit. That I mean, abs- they had Paul F. Tompkins on a few episodes, so that helps. Uh. We are yet to get Paul F. Tompkins to come on to Pose in the Key of Springfield, making yeah. us... Maybe the only podcast to never have either Paul F. Tompkins or Jason Manzoukas on it. I mean, we did have uh, Paul F. Pumpkins, who I <laughs> I accidentally booked through an autocorrect spelling error. That episode hasn't gone up. Was he frankly, like? Was he the cousin of David S. Pumpkins, the character from Saturday Night Live? I, I, I yes, I believe he was the cousin of a fictional character. Um, that episode hasn't gone up because, frankly, he wasn't very good. Just kept talking about pumpkins. Yeah. We're here to talk about The Simpsons, not about Queensland Blue. Yeah, we tried to get him in the uh, Halloween episode, which, of course, we recorded in March, and he was just which is uh, traditional here in Australia, yeah, of course. Yeah, just like that episode is not getting any downloads, by the way. The uh, the Christmas in January episode. Oh, really? It's always I like to do these weird episodes to just see what the floor is on this thing, though, mm. just to see how few listeners we can get on an episode. I mean, I've been trying to tank this thing into the ground for <laughs> for months and it remains buoyant I'd like, maybe we should put up the the paul f pumpkins episode <laughs> we'll do that well that'll be a thing that we do yeah now the uh the couch gag i want to rewind slightly back to the couch gag Going because the, couch the, gag. the family runs into the living room and they see that there are two couches in front of themselves sure and instead of simply choosing one of the couches yes they split themselves in half with yeah. the ripping sound of velcro and yeah. they sit on both couches, which... Uh, is this a commentary, do you think, on the fractured family unit in the 90s? Uh, oh, that's... That, I mean, you've taken that to an extremely uh, intense place. I yeah. suppose so. Although, to be fair, it, it could go the other way. Because rather than divide the family across two couches, each member of the family literally tore themselves apart to ensure that the family could remain together. Yep. So maybe it's not a commentary on the fractured family huh. thing. Maybe well, it's that's the exact it, opposite. Um, it's about staying with your family, even if it rips you apart. Mm. Is it, it's like that song, Love Will Tear Us Apart, again? I, I, I guess it's like that. Um, <laughs> have you got any views on this, Paul F. Pumpkin? <laughs> well, I really like the Jarredale variety of pumpkin. It's similar to the Queensland blue, but a little less dense. Why well, come and sit a while, Charles? Who is this character? He's like uh, an old southern gentleman. Well, there hasn't been a pumpkin around here for 30 years. <laughs> 
I don't Man, know. It's so hot today. I don't know who this Paul F. Pumpkins person is, but frankly, I'm into them. <laughs> now, why don't you sit down a spell, child? Have a nice cool glass of pumpkin juice. <laughs> I made it I freshly squeezed this morning. <laughs> Boys love pumpkins. <laughs> So they're preparing for a big game of uh, football. You know, really, all pumpkins are a type of squash. (laughs) You know, we all come from pumpkins. (laughs) You know, sometimes life is like a pumpkin. You've got to plant the seeds and wait for it to grow. (laughs) Really into this character. (laughs) I know. Who would have thought that Paul F. Pumpkins would would become a recurring favourite of this, the world's only Simpsons podcast? The irony is this would be a great Paul F. Pumpkins character. So, if we could get Paul F. Tompkins to come on the podcast and play Paul F. Pumpkins... Wouldn't... Uh, I mean, I like the idea of getting Paul F. Tompkins, and then I just continually refer to him as... So, Paul... Uh, sorry, Mr. F. Pumpkins. And then just not ever clarify why I'm calling him Paul F. Pumpkins. My character yeah. would be someone who can't read names. And doesn't understand who Paul F. Tompkins is. No. Which I kind of assume you don't. I, uh, you don't seem like a person who would know who Paul F. Tompkins is. When, uh, I know that he's an American comedian. Yeah. I know that he does something with Scotch Octopus or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, uh, Paul F. Tompkins has been on some episodes of a podcast that I listen to. Yeah. I have uh, seen him live. He has a wonderful laugh. I see. Yeah. When I, when I try to think of Paul F. Tompkins... I'm actually picturing Will Farrell as Ron Burgundy. <laughs> because I think Paul F. Tompkins likes to wear dandy suits. He dresses very well. Yeah. 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 Um, How is Ron Burgundy your point of reference for a man who dresses well? No, not a man who dresses well. A man who wears dandy suits. Dandy suits. Yeah. Okay, like a Paul yeah, Feig yeah, yeah. sort of character. Which, in my eyes, is not dressing well. Um, uh, I'd much rather everyone looks like the background characters of Blink-182 videos from the early 2000s. Um, uh, you know, 90s skate punk forever baby. I would just like everyone to be comfortable in the, the clothes that they wear. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Seems like a weird, weird option. <laughs> sure. But anyway. Well, open invitation. Paul F. Tompkins, if you ever like to be on the podcast, I can't imagine why you would, but we would love it. Me especially, because I'm actually a fan of yours. And <laughs> Nick just uh, is going along with this, I think. And and Paul F. Pumpkins, you're, you're <laughs> you'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I anticipate you'll be back. <laughs> so look, uh, start, the ga- start this uh, episode of The Simpsons. There's a big game of football happening tomorrow. There's a big old football game. And I feel like going into this episode, I was just saying, oh, it's the Super Bowl. But it's not. It's just Shelbyville versus Springfield. It's the pigskin classic. It's funny because the actual Super Bowl is tomorrow. Is and it? And it's the Patriots versus some other team. I mean, isn't that every Super Bowl? It actually is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like eight out of the last ten, I yeah. think. The Patriots have been up there. Mm. Mm. Is being a fan of the New England Patriots, is that called patriotism? Probably. Uh, I don't like that. Well, people, I don't know, people don't like the Patriots, do they? Like Tom Brady's got a bunch of, you don't know, neither do I. I. Why did I bring this up? I don't like Patriots. (laughs) Now, okay, so Homer, he's got football fever, right? And he wants to go to the football. Yeah, sure. And Bart sells him two tickets for $50. Yes. But they are, in fact, uh, tickets to paradise, I believe. Yes, they are. They are wig 
coupon, so oh, he, yes. can, he can get two wigs for the price of one. Yeah, like that director you mentioned a moment ago, Paul Wig. Yes. <laughs> and he has this little uh, fantasy of wearing a blue wig and talking to himself in Marge's voice saying, I don't need her at all anymore. Yes. Is this, do you think, a commentary on the fractured family unit of the 90s? <laughs> I mean, possibly. Yeah. I enjoy that his little fantasy is um, him wearing Marge's wig saying, I love you, Homer. And then he says, I don't need her at all anymore. That That's all he, he needs from Marge. <laughs> Just one very simple... <coughs> I love you, homie. Yeah. I'm Marge. Yeah. Just, just one simple reaffirmation of adoration, and then that's yeah. it. But we Occasional know... Occasional adoration reaffirmations. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, in this TED Talk, I will. Um, no, but uh, uh, we've seen on several occasions that he leave Like, if, if Homer is without Marge, if he is sans Marge for... A day, then his clothes tatter and fall off. Yeah. I think he needs more from her than the occasional affirmation yeah. of adoration. Yes, because all he has to offer is a complete and utter dependency. We'll yes. talk about that episode pretty soon. That's a weird episode, the more that I think about yes, it. It's, 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 speaking of weird, what's up with the ticket guy who buys 30,000 tickets and only, only pays, $10? and only pays for a fraction of one of the tickets? Yes. I, I don't think the Shelbyville Stadium has particularly good ticket purchase policies. Yeah, I mean, these are... I question their TPP. <laughs> like, these two episodes we're going to talk about today are varying levels of ridiculousness. And there's a lot of, like, I have a high tolerance for ludicrousness. Yes. That joke is still a little weird. Like, they just yeah. haven't quite done the work. No. To justify this guy only spending $10. It, yeah, because it, it's just... It, it, mm, it irks When me. the ticket cost comes to 95000 is it? Uh... Yeah, was it nine hundred fifty thousand? I think it was nine hundred. It would have 000. to be right because otherwise they wouldn't be turning much of a profit on this. I'm going to see what the individual ticket price was. So nine hundred fifty thousand divided by thirty thousand is three hundred sixteen dollars for a ticket. Well, that's pretty high. That seems like someone at the Simpsons should have done some maths. <laughs> Because that, or math as Americans Especially in it. 90s money, which is, yeah. uh, you know, not even real money anymore. No, that's, that's crazy. I mean, uh, you know, I could, I could understand very uh, VIP tickets being that expensive. Very VIP. Yes. Very, very important person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you'd go to the ATM machine to get the money with your PIN number for the very, very IP tickets. Um uh, hmm. The other thing I'll say about this episode, because you mentioned how um, they're both weird, both these episodes move along at quite a pace. Ah, this one and is so pacey, it's a part of Dawson's Creek. Very nice. And I am not firing on all cylinders today. <laughs> I actually found this watch a little overwhelming. <laughs> and you it seemed alarmed. At the end of the first episode, you're like, oh, that episode was really good. And I was like, was it? I'm not sure. Because, <laughs> uh, yes, I'm, I'm not at 100%. But... No, you are... Well, we caught up yesterday. We had a good time. I, having exactly. the previous night destroyed am, myself, I was and I am so, gentle on my... And I am so ruined as a person from spending a day with you. Well, this is the third day in a row we've hung out. This is a... Uh, uh, is it? Yeah. What are we doing on Friday? We got a beer together oh, after yeah, work. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, 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 cool. We went and sat on a rooftop and enjoyed a beer. We had a pleasant chat. Oh, man. <laughs> rooftop beer gardens are one of my favourite subgenre of beer gardens. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice one as well. And yeah, it, not a lot of people know about it. The, not a lot of people know that. The, no, uh, people know that. The view from that one is not that great. 
Um, well, the last rooftop beer gun we ended up on was with the lads from the Simpsons Index. The lads. Where we invented some sort of toilet demon. What oh my god, I've forgotten about the toilet demon. Yeah. We just like sat and like workshopped a character oh. for like 40 minutes. It was oh. some sort of like ghoul who appeared in bathrooms. And only ate raw mints. <laughs> Yeah, the mince demon. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that was a strange little tangent. What? I'd completely forgotten about that. Yeah. But that, that was... Uh, that's a very swanky rooftop bar. It is. I wouldn't want to go there for a session, as it were. No. But it is nice to go sit and look at... And, and just... But this is the city I live in, but lower. Can you edit that in and, and so that I did the right thing the first time around? I can try. Excellent. I really hope editing page Yahoo's pops in and says, Hi, Nick. No. <laughs> Fuck you. Because I think you, I think, did you do that recently in an episode where it was like, I asked you to edit something and you popped in saying anything by James here, not going to do that, and then came back out of it? What did, I, what did I imagine that? I feel like maybe that's a thing you asked me to do. I don't Ooh. know if I did it or not. Do you mean literally four seconds ago what I asked you to do exactly that? Well, let's play the tape back. <laughs> Oh, see, the jar of blue is like the Queensland blue, but it's another type of oh, pumpkin. Oh, shit, I re-ran too far. Oh, God. <laughs> the pumpkin man's back. Paul F. Pumpkins. <laughs> uh, now, here's a here's a joke that I've always enjoyed but never quite understood. Do you know who Bobby Farron is? Yeah, he's the don't worry, be happy. Oh, uh, is that him? Doom, 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 doom. Okay, because I've always... That song, uh, I'm Worried and Need Money, that they're playing, yes. I've always enjoyed that, just him going... <laughs> the whole song um, Yeah This episode has two specific weird song jokes And we'll talk about the other ones soon but Yeah, sure I've always liked that little song I get it stuck in my head sometimes it's... <laughs> I feel like I only um, I only know who Bobby McFerrin is Because I looked it up When Family Guy made a Bobby McFerrin joke Sure Back when I used to watch Family Guy Back when it was This accept- morning, yeah Back when it was acceptable to think that Family I Guy lost. was decent <laughs> Remember when it was like an acceptable view that people had that Family Guy was better than The Simpsons? Yeah. Like if somebody says that to me now, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? uh, Weirdly. You can't have that view. That's not right. Weirdly, I think that Family Guy is better than The Simpsons has followed the exact same trajectory as the leggings are not pants opinion. (laughs) Where it was popular for a while to think that Family Guy was better. And it was popular for a while to criticize women for wearing tights as pants. Yeah. And now, if anyone says that, not only do I hate them, but I hate their entire history as a person. Because <laughs> I go, you're, you're wrong on so many levels. Yeah. Anyway. Just let women wear what they want to wear. It's none of your fucking business. Exactly. Unless it's a Family Guy shirt. Unless, <laughs> unless it's a shirt that says, Family Guy is better than The Simpsons and Kent pumpkins are better than Queensland Blue. <laughs> Ah, good I, episode I, of Pumpkin Cast. I specifically went for Kent because I'm running out of types, and there's a type of pumpkin. Yeah, I know. No, but there's, there's... I know the problem you're facing here. Oh, really? That one of them has a name that sounds racist yes, when you say it. Yeah. How the fuck? <laughs> oh man, this is why I love doing this podcast because at no point have I seen you pull your phone out to Google pumpkin pumpkin varieties to play along with this bit, and yet you knew <laughs> this the is exact just a common pumpkin, pumpkin problem. problem. <laughs> oh, a CPP, common or garden pumpkin problem. <laughs> C-O-G-P-P. Yeah. So Homer, uh, you know, he keeps listening to the radio and they start playing Two Tickets to Paradise. Yes. And I made a note here to just check if you have any weirdly specific thoughts on this song because I feel like you might. Uh, no, I actually don't think I've ever heard this full song. I think my only knowledge of this song comes from this Simpsons bit. I thought you would at least get into like the Billy Connolly bit about this song oh, that I assume you've heard. I d- n- n- 
Uh, wow. Because I don't, I don't remember the bit beyond it. It's just like him talking about how much, look how at, important that song was. Look at that bridge. Um, <laughs> no, the Billy Connolly, the the. Hmm. I know that he talks about when rock and roll was first invented, and like, him and Susie had so much fun. When he first heard um, "Heartbreak Hotel" on the uh, on the radio. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Mm. I don't know why I was thinking because are they the same band? No, no. One is Elvis, and one is who does two tickets? It's to the Paradise? Eagles, isn't it? Oh, the Eagles! Christ. <laughs> um, maybe it's not. I don't know anything. No, about I think music. I think you might be right. Two tickets. Song by Eddie Money. Eddie Money? Who is Eddie Money? He's got that Eddie Money. He does have that Eddie Money. Wait, 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 what the fuck? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's some stuff I'm going to have to fucking look into here. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Okay, so I don't know who Eddie Money is, um, but the B-side to... uh, Two Tickets to Paradise. Paradise. The B-side to that was Don't Worry, but I don't think it's the Bobby (laughs) McFerrin Don't Worry. But that's... That's bizarre. Oh, that would be wild. Oh, he did you really got a hold of me? Well, that one's definitely a cover. Is okay. it possible that the writer of this episode just listened to that album before writing it? It's it is possible. Hmm. Um. Okay. Well, I I now have to look into. I I now. Oh, okay. Money. Eddie Money wrote the song about his girlfriend at the time. His girlfriend's mother wanted her to marry a doctor or a lawyer, not a musician. Money wrote the song in the hope of being allowed to take his girlfriend on a vacation. In the hope of being allowed. <laughs> in the hope of being allowed. And uh, that's the craziest setup. So, was his girlfriend like 16? What's going on here? I don't know, because now I want to know. So, he was born in 1949, and that song was released in 1978. So, he is well and truly an adult at this point. <laughs> and he's waiting for his his uh, um, uh, girlfriend's mum to give permission to take the girlfriend on a holiday. There's got to be something a bit weird about this. Like, uh, I, I guess I shouldn't cast aspersions without knowing the facts, but that seems very odd to me, right? Yeah. I... Yeah, I, I can't find... <laughs> and to try to convince her by writing a song about already having purchased two tickets to a paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two tickets to paradise. Pity I can't use Would them. Would you pack your, your bags and leave tonight? Uh, wow. Okay, what a strange little nugget. I'm glad we came across that little <laughs> bloody weird nugget. And by that, I don't mean any money. Um, anyway, cool. Tremendous. Uh, uh, I've never really liked the joke where um, the uh, Shelbyville has poisoned the water supply and Marge starts hallucinating. I don't know why. Just, I was trying it, to figure out what my take on this is as it, well. It like, doesn't really land for me. It just seems like LSD is a weird thing to have spiked the water with, which yeah. seems to be the implication. Yeah, because doesn't that seem like that's really expensive? Surely, yeah. <laughs> like from a from a from a pure cost basis, LSD is not the right thing to spike the water with. Well, I guess the alternative would be to make Marge super sick, and that's not as good. I suppose, yeah, that, that's... That's, that's not, a bit unpleasant. That is a bit unpleasant. Just like uh, Homer's plan to kill Ned Flanders and take his tickets. Yeah. And, he, the, and the way that Flanders just very simply says, Oh, what's the pipe for? You're going to give my noggin a flogging? Yeah. Like, Flanders knows what's up. 
Yeah, he's standing there with a lead pipe. He's going to bash his brains in. Yeah. And Marge sees it. She's okay with it. Yeah. She's like, Homer. Everyone's very on. That wasn't as good as your Marge could be. Do it properly. Homer. I'm Marge, by the way. I'm your wife. Yeah. 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 That's, oh, man. I, I love yeah. it when you nail it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was like uh, Julie Kavner was in the room with us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, but not like uh, Julie Cabinet, the, <laughs> the woman who only talks about cabinets. You can put a pumpkin in a cabinet. Paul, <laughs> leave. We don't require you at this stage. Uh, is Paul like that guy at the party who's trying to interject himself into the conversation that he's not a part of? The problem is I can't really decide that because I am that guy at most parties. You're not the specific guy that I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh, who's the specific guy you're thinking of? A guy... Okay, this is a bit of a tangent again. I was at a... <laughs> so there's was, this pumpkin grower. The, the nerdiest room I've ever been in, it was like... I was doing my journalism work at an anime convention and I got invited into this like VIP party that people had to pay like hundreds of dollars oh. to get into. I mean, that almost sounds VVIP. Well, it was like all the special guests from the convention were there and they were mostly like cosplayers. Sure. And um, one of them I was independently quite friendly with, like I knew her already. So I went up and was having a bit of a chat and one was like a voice actor that I just interviewed. So we got on quite well. We were all talking. Sure, sure, sure. And there was just this... Very gross dude, just mm. hovering around, like, just trying to butt in constantly, make his observations. And I suppose he had paid a lot of money to be there, but this guy sucked. He was just, uh, uh, so he's it. the exact specific person I'm thinking of. Yeah, okay. Well, that was me. I was just, <laughs> it was you, yes. I, I, I was just deep in cosplay at the time. I was cosplaying as a cosplayer. It's so fucking. You were cosplaying as a gross dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It's the part I was born to play. Just like, just don't wash your hair for a week. I guess. I haven't washed my hair for a week. Two weeks then. Okay. (laughs) Oh, that hit a bit close to the bone. Better redefine grossness so that Nick doesn't feel upset. I didn't mean to cast aspersions. Uh, What about casting nasturtions? No. Casting nasturtions. Um, uh, type of flower. Um, okay, good. I enjoy the word sacrilegious. That is good. I've used it to describe <clears throat> several things. That is good. That <clears throat> is such, good. W- such as what? Um, Mostly waffles. Uh, no, I, actually, you know what? I'm not sure. I know I have had. I've had waffles at a dessert place. Mm. I think I've maybe only eaten like one or two waffles. Really? Yeah. I like a good waffle. I enjoy saying waffle. You enjoy waffling. I do I do enjoy <laughs> waffling. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I've, I have a, a paucity of waffles in my day-to-day existence. I am a big fan of the little gag we're getting here about Mr. Burns having purposely crippled Millhouse to inspire the football team. Yes. I'm not entirely sure why, but somehow like Millhouse getting hurt is always funny. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like he is so unconnected from any sort of reality yeah. that you can use him as a punching bag and it's fun. Yeah, which, yeah. Mi- which Mr. Burns appears to have done. Yes, he has crippled the boy um, yeah. to inspire the team. I mean, I suppose the, the one thing that makes me feel uh, slightly uneasy about that is... And look, I, I, it's probably not a word that is still in day-to-day use, crippled. Yeah. It might be, I'm not sure. It feels like a word that that is has been replaced by a better term, um, a less loaded term. But well, I feel it... like in this context, uh, to be crippled sort of uh, indicates that he's been beaten up very badly, but will eventually recover. See, I was going to ask because to me, it implies a state of permanency. Okay, I think 
it isn't bad taste. I don't know this for sure, but I feel like if you used it to indicate something permanent, it would be in worse taste than just like sure. he's been crippled by. Yeah, okay. I don't know though. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. No. So I probably shouldn't just be saying, well, this is how this language works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's... Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I, I just want to know if it implies a state of permanency. Because if it does, that's slightly sad, I suppose. <laughs> Um, but, you know, whatever, it's probably fine. Well, we see Millhouse up and about later in uh, the show, I guess. And nacho hats are a real thing. This is something, as a kid, I definitely saw this episode and just thought, oh, that's just like a thing that yeah. exists. It, it is interesting that, according to the world of The Simpsons, there are two things which I thought existed and turned out not to. And they are nacho hats and kids getting their heads flushed down toilets at high schools. Yeah. Uh, flushed down toilets is probably a bit extreme. <laughs> wow! <laughs> that's the sound of somebody being sucked down a toilet. Oh, okay. I thought it was just Wario. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Does Wario spend every waking moment of his existence getting sucked down toilets? Well, probably that's why he has a problem with Mario and Luigi, the plumbers. The plumbers! Yeah. That's He's got a plumber vendetta. Yeah, right. A PV. Yeah. Um, interesting. I don't know why I'm... <laughs> I don't think everything I don't know why. needs to be initialized. Yeah, I don't know why I'm initializing everything today. I'm enjoying doing it, but I just don't know why I'm doing it. Uh, but yeah, like, my only exposure to a nacho hat in, you know, real life is like a plastic hat designed to hold corn chips in the brim and salsa on top. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah, worn yeah. one of those. I didn't have anything in it because that's insane, but you know. Yeah. You've just skipped over, like, the scene that we've been talking about for three years straight, by the way. Oh, fuck, I did, I did didn't I? <laughs> yeah. uh, should we... I guess we should talk about uh, our association with this scene. What the hell happened to my dogs? What the hell happened to my dogs? The, yeah. uh, the scene where Quimby orders a bunch of food, and as it's getting passed over, Homer takes a bite from each of the hot dogs he has ordered. Yes. Not just, like, steals one of them, but bites into each of them, yeah. thus ruining both of them. Yes. And they reach Quimby... And Grimpy says, what the hell happened to my dogs? I demand answers. I really enjoy it. And this is uh, when we did that big rewatch of The Simpsons three years ago when I was living at your house. For some reason, that line really stuck with us. Yeah. And we have been using it constantly, all the time, for any word that even remotely resembles the word dog. Yeah, to the point where I had an idea for another, like, unbuyable merchandise shirt, <laughs> which was, like, a shopping list kind of setup, which is, at the top says, what the hell happened to my, and then yep. just every word that rhymes with dog crossed out until we end up with some word at the bottom. Probably dog, to be honest. Yeah, um, dog. Dog. Oh, yeah, because they'd, they'd be written at, well, dog would be written as D-A-W-G. Yes. And then, you know, frog and, and, and nog... Um, <laughs> frog and nog Yeah, frog and nog uh, my, Pog uh, Yeah, pog What the hell happened to my pogs? What the hell happened to my pogs? Uh, well, P-A-W-G is a different term on, It's a different term on porn sites But we won't go into that But um, uh, I really enjoy this phrase um, I also want to know do, Was Quimby buying two of everything for himself? I think so Like, was he buying two hot dogs and two ice creams for himself? Because there's one secret service guy next to him but when he says, what the hell happened, I want answers, everyone in that area stands up. So it's not just, he's not just there with one secret mm. service guy. He's there with about 15 or 20. It definitely seems to be the implication that he's just ordering it for himself, though, I think, isn't it? Because yeah, right. he's got such a specific list. Yeah. And Quimby is quite corpulent. He's a large man. That's true. Mm. I also think that the idea of ordering two hot dogs at the same time as ordering two chocolate ice creams is insane. You, you'd need to start with the ice creams. You'd, Those you'd, ice creams are yeah. going to melt. But you, but you, I mean, yes, you yeah. would. 
But then, who who does ice cream before hot dog? That's mm. its own type of lunacy, surely. <laughs> That's its own type of lunacy, yeah. If anything, it's its own type of lunacy. <laughs> if anything. If anything. <laughs> Did you notice that in the crowd shots, there were several empty seats at this sold-out game? I didn't notice There were quite that. a few empty seats. Right. They didn't even do... They, they didn't even do, like, typical, like, you know, crowd blur on the seats. Well, often they did, but sometimes, no. like, if it was, like, a close-up, you could just see, like, every row would have a few empty seats. Well, that's strange. I guess the Scalperman didn't do a great job. I suppose so. Scott well, Scalperman. Maybe, maybe all those people... <laughs> a friend of uh, Paul F. Pumpkins. <laughs> maybe all those people have gone for, like, a, a cheeky wee. All at the same time? Well, it was, like, well, when maybe. points are being scored. I don't know. It was, uh... Yeah. Just uh, just a lot of empty seats. Sure. A lot of... How long have we been going? Half an hour. I've just finished my first page of notes. Oh, God. Now, there's a joke in this episode that I think might be, like, the platonic perfect joke. You know, every now and then there's, like, jokes on The Simpsons where I'm like, that is a perfect piece of writing. Sure. And at the end of the game, when Ned recognizes that player... And the player's like, I was sleeping with lingerie models every night and drinking all the time. But then Ned showed me that uh, I could have so much more. And Homer sighs and says, professional athletes always wanting more. Mm. Perfect. It is good. Perfect piece of writing. It is very good. I like it. Whoever wrote that should give themselves a pat on the back and accept the millions of dollars they have made off The Simpsons and its popularity. Uh, was that accept with an A or accept with an E? With an A. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I've just, I just give us a pat on the back, but not the millions of dollars. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I don't get it. Well, you know, capitalism is a disease and they should spread that money amongst the people. That would be nice, yeah, wouldn't it? it would be. I'm very poor at the moment. <laughs> so you're asking a Simpsons writer from 25 years ago to, yes. give, to give you some I mean, money. actually, I had a note that I sort of skipped over about that Bobby <laughs> Ferrin song about I'm worried, need money. I just wrote same. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Same. Scene. Yeah. Shook. Exactly, yes. Mm. Now, uh, skipping forward a little bit, we get Homer wants to hang out with Ned all the time. This is where the episode really takes off and becomes incredible, I think. And uh, we see Rod and Todd watching a cartoon with some lambs, talking about whether they have sins to confess. A couple of little lambsmen. Yeah, it turns out one of them does have a sin to confess, the sin of envy. I was wondering, do you have any sins to confess? I don't think so because no. I don't. I don't believe in sin. No, no. <laughs> that's a that's an angle to take. Well, I don't believe in sin. Well, sin. You mean like in the biblical sense or as a general way of living your life? No, as in, I think there are bad things to do. Yeah, but I do not frame that as sin because that is a well, what are the seven Christian sins in concept? Because I feel like. Uh, gluttony. Let's run through them and decide which ones are and aren't sins. Okay, sure. <laughs> that seems like a fun thing to do. Um, sloth, not a sin. Not a sin. No. It's an animal. You fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, evil. Is evil one of the sins? I, surely it has to be. <laughs> I'd better check this. I will check these now. And these are only the seven deadly ones, by the way, imp- implying that there are heaps of non-fatal sins, <laughs> just uh, regular old sins. Uh, seven. Sins. You've got sin, uh, cosine. What's one of the other oh, ones? Tan. Yep, tan. Um, seven sins. Seven sisters, fruit and veg. That's not what I. Seven brides for seven brothers. Seven samurai. Uh, okay. Seven deadly sins, also known as the capital vices or cardinal sins. Okay. Is a grouping and classification of vices within Christian teachings. Okay. According to the standard list, they are pride. 
Pride, pride is not. You should have pride. Yeah, what the fuck? The, yeah. the Christian idea that you have to beat yourself down and say that you're shit yeah. is so frustrating to me. Yeah. Just... Even though we both do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, but we, do, but we do it... But that's because of a psychological issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Us doing it... We shouldn't be doing it. No. And it definitely shouldn't be something that a community is built around. Except for mid two thousands emo, um, uh, pride, greed. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's elements. I'll uh, give him a pass on greed. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, uh, 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 Quimby should be put to death for getting two hot dogs. Um, lust, lust. Uh, I mean, there are instances where lust can be inappropriate. Sure, but as a general rule, you know, as a general lust, as a general rule, the fuck are you shaming lust? You're meant for? to have a lust for life, dog. Oh. Don't kink shame people for lusting, bro. Exactly. Envy? No. No. Fuck that. Fuck. Env- yeah. Let's be envious. Um, gluttony? I fucking love to eat shit, bro. Yeah. I'm all about and that also, gluttony life. How is greed and how are greed and gluttony different? Is gluttony well, greed is like uh, wanting more. I, I glut- want a lot of stuff. Gluttony is eating a lot of shit. I think. Oh. But is gluttony specifically to do with eating? I oh think yeah, so. it means to gulp or swallow down. <laughs> to gulp. <laughs> That's the definition. No, I as in, it was, sorry, it's from the Latin gulp. Oh, okay. Uh, t- meaning to yeah. Okay. So gluttony. From the Latin word for gulp. Wrath. Wrath. Well, I guess only if you act upon the wrath, really, which I guess is the yeah the implication. <laughs> Um, I guess whoa, that's the closest whoa, one to evil. Whoa, what? whoa, this is insane. So I clicked on wrath. <laughs> Good. And it took me to the Wikipedia page for anger. <laughs> <laughs> and the picture for anger is Professor Voldemir Ritter in 2015 showing signs of anger while giving a lecture. <laughs> Voldemir Voldemir Ritter. That's showing, the angriest name I've ever heard as well. Showing signs of anger while giving a lecture. And it's this little potato-faced man. <laughs> I'd have said pumpkin-faced. Go away, Paul. Um, uh, uh, with, with, like, two fists clenched as though he's thrusting them downward. Uh, he looks enraged. That's so funny Angry to me. Angry little potato man. What is is Voldemir Ritter known as being a particularly angry person? What's he who his, must not be named. What, what's his deal? <laughs> um, okay, this page is only in German, so I'll translate it into German political science. And <laughs> well, you story. won't translate it. You'll click the translate button. I'll, I'll click the Wouldn't translate that be button. great, though? Um, oh, does Wikipedia is a okay. nuisance? Wikipedia. Okay, this is just some. This is just some German professor. Wow, what a fucking... Okay, so that was Wrath, and then the last one is Sloth. Yeah, fuck it, it's fine. Also, these are contrary to the seven virtues. I didn't know there was a list of seven virtues. <laughs> Let's do the seven virtues, then. The... Oh, hang on, Christ. Well, the Catechism of the Catholic Church defines virtue as a habitual and firm disposition to do good. Traditionally, there are seven, which combine the four classical cardinal virtues with three theological virtues. <laughs> fuck is this okay so the cardinal virtues are prudence prudence dear Mm. prudence when you come out and play exactly dear prudence greet the new boy on your day justice the sun is out the sky is blue it's beautiful and so are you dear prudence are you buying into this bit or are you just going to keep singing songs that may or may not be on revolver (laughs) (laughs) it's not on revolver no it's Um, a rubber mm. soul isn't it yeah i believe so no wait it Um, is on revolver oh is it because i was listening to revolver the other day and it was the best song on there 
Revolver studio album by the Beatles. <laughs> Dear Prudence. Oh, God, I'm going to lose the, the other page I'm on now. Um, <laughs> no, it is not. Revolver is Taxman, Eleanor Rigby, I'm only sleeping. Oh, Eleanor Rigby, that's the one I'm that is of. That is the best one. I believe Eleanor Rigby is the most covered Beatles song as well. Um, right, have I lost Seven Virtues? No, here they are. So, okay. there's Prudence. Yep, there's Prudence. Justice. Justice. Well, you're a lawyer, you know all about justice. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There's Temperance. Temperance. Which I think is just the... like being cool and collected. Yeah, and I think it also is the um, uh, the chemical um, composition that chocolate undergoes when you heat it and cool it down again. So is this going to so bring us into glossy. the multiple temporalities we've been dealing with? It might. Okay. Courage, bracket, or fortitude. Courage, the cowardly dog. Yep. Uh, and then, so those are the three cardinal, vir- uh, the four cardinal virtues, and then there yep. are three theological virtues. I get the feeling I'm not going to enjoy these ones, James. <laughs> Faith, hope, and charity. Faith, hope, and charity. Mm. Well, charity's Char- technically pretty good. Charity's all right. I sponsor a child. I guess I get some value out of it. Yeah. Faith and hope. Not- I stopped updating. Where, like I haven't told them what my new address is for several years, so I don't get the letters anymore. I just assume the kid's fine. I'd rather the kid didn't know anything about me. Okay. Yeah. Are you worried that some extremely underprivileged kid in Africa is going to come stalk you at your new address? I just would rather be a mysterious benefactor. Okay. I suppose, I mean, look, I don't want to cast aspersions on what you're doing, but is there a chance that, I don't know how the payments were being made, but is there a chance that the card you were using has expired? No, I check it. It's still going. Okay, cool. I write it on my tax receipts. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Homer gets hit with a 52 litre keg. He does. Right in the face. Right in the fucking face. I, it's probably empty, but mm. still, that's that's considerable. It's going to leave a mark. Well, do you think it's possible that the rest of the series is a death dream after that? We haven't done that one for a while. No, we have not. Yeah. Which is why I feel comfortable bringing it up. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, I assume, yes, it is. Rest of the series, from this moment on, from none of the previous moments on, only from this moment yes, on. Yes, I think that's probably fair to assume. There's a very nice moment here where Rod and Todd running off to bed say, Good night, Dad. Good night, Uncle Homer. And this has me thinking, I feel like I need to ingratiate myself more with like my friends who have kids to the point where I start getting called Uncle Jekyll or James. Um, I have been referred to as Uncle Nick to a couple of different dogs. And I'm happy with that. <laughs> Oh, Uncle, I, Uncle Nick's here. Fucking yeah, I am. I try to introduce myself to children as Uncle Jekyll sometimes. Uncle Jekyll. Uncle Jekyll. I've tried to introduce myself as Uncle Cracker, and then I start singing 2002 hit Follow Me by Pop Fuckwit, Uncle Cracker. You don't intend to get invited around again after that. Follow me, everything, everything is, is all right. right. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night, is I, it? I'm, I don't want to sing that to a child. Can we <laughs> abandon this riff? You won't find nobody will Is this the second time we've referenced that song on this podcast? I hope not. Yeah. Could be though. Uh, I've got a note here that just says, This episode is really funny. I was laughing a lot. Caught me off guard. Yeah. Sometimes cartoons are funny. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting approach. Um, I have a note that says, Why does Homer go straight to being a jerk? <laughs> um, and I actually started wondering if... Homer's way of being mean to Ned was 
specifically being too nice to Ned. I wonder if Homer was doing this as a torture ploy. Oh, really? <clears throat> because he goes into being a jerk so fast. He like, does. He, he crawls in through a window and starts taking dinner <laughs> off the plates of the family. Well, referencing having to do public service because of a stupid lack of public urinals, which yes. is a line that stuck out to me, because... I believe I have said before that if I was ever, like, running to be mayor of Adelaide or mayor of anywhere, my main platform would be more public bathrooms. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I feel like we don't have enough. It should be easier to find somewhere to piss at night. Yes. Piss at night. The weird spin-off of Nick at night. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, it's like that song Night Swimming by R.E.M. But about pissing. Night pissing deserves a quiet spot. Uh, you know, You I Thought I Knew You, the rest of song, it's a good song. We talked off mic about your hatred of R.E.M. So. I don't know if it's a hatred of R.E.M. It's, it's a, a com- deep hatred. It's a complete disconnection from R.E.M. Because who would have thought that I would, um... Be in the corner, would, would be in the spotlight, content. losing your religion. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what else have I got in these notes? The Simpsons, it's implied within the Simpsons universe that... Springfield smells pretty bad. Yeah. But Homer in general is real stinky. Yeah. Because he walks into a, a homeless shelter at one point and the guy says, oh, let's get you out of those clothes mm. and uh, let's see what we can do about that order or something along those lines. A lot of jokes in the sense about Homer smelling real bad. Really bad. Really bad. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, we see, we see Homer, like, appearing to shower. <laughs> on, ver- on, on various occasions yeah. singing about Mandy or Mindy or whatever yeah just having a shower with yeah. some Barry Manilow tunes yeah Fuck, we've nearly done we've done 45 <laughs> minutes and we're not even at the end of this episode yet yeah we've got quite a bit to go oh, god we'll reassess once we finish <laughs> yeah okay because uh, I'm quite hungry as well <laughs> yeah we might be able to get through to the end of the episode I feel like we're hitting a certain level of mania here but yeah. that's fine uh so yeah, he's a real stinky guy. There's a joke that I find weird in this episode, or like an anti-joke. Because mm. at the homeless shelter, there's like a journalist with his little camera, mm. and he sees Homer ladling in the soup, and he says, mm. wow, this is real front page material. And he takes the photo, and then the photo just is on the front page of the paper. Yeah. And like, usually you do a joke like that, it's set up for like, this is going to be on page seven. Like, that's yeah, the okay. easy setup. Yeah. But then for it to actually be on the front page with Big Fat Man has Big Fat Heart and yes. then like, what's the joke like Little Thin Man wanted for arms robbery in the corner? It's weird to yeah. actually put it on the front page because that's, you know, easy layup and then uh, just, that, you know, the drop off. That is interesting. Doesn't manage the alley-oop. That's very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Hits I the rim. Noticed, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. Hmm. Because I was, like, all teed up for that joke. Expected, because they've made that joke at other points, and it's... Are you saying all teed up because I'm literally playing with a golf tee? Are you? I am. It's golf tee. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll just... I'll, I'll just... Tap that <laughs> Get that tee folly. Tap that Full tee. <laughs> it's a no, full it's... tee, Mike. No, it's not full tee. Um, right. <clears throat> Whatever. <laughs> so uh, they are, when, the, when they're all driving down to the lake... I enjoy the turn for Mo. Being, ah, very, being yeah. very weepy at literature. I enjoy that term. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. He's reading Flicker and Little Women. And like they play it off as a joke at how weird it is. But there was a part of me that was just like, oh, this is a nice little character beat. Yeah. I like this. I really enjoy it. Even though he threatens to shove Ned's face up his butt at one point. Yeah. 
If you say another, if you say any more about this, it'll be muffled by your own butt. Yeah, yeah. Don't really understand the logistics of that. Yeah, I know. Is he like slicing off the butt <laughs> and strapping it to mo- to Ned's face? I mean, that seems more elaborate. I assume there'd just be a push and shove. Oh, a push and shove. Yeah, sticking it into yeah. Oh, okay. I assume there'd be some pretzeling of Ned. Using pretzeling as a verb is very good. When they're all driving down the lake and Homer says, I'll put on my rapping Ronnie Reagan tape. Yes. What is any of that? Well, as a kid, I always heard this and just thought, oh, this is just Mr. Burns doing a rap. Yeah. And that's still kind of like how I view that joke. Just like, well, 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 it sounds like Mr. Burns. I guess I'm now going to have to search. <laughs> rapping Ronnie Reagan. Rapping Ronnie Reagan. Is he one of the Reagans? Uh, well, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Is, was the president. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess he did say well a lot. Um, is that the joke? That it's it Ronald Reagan? See, I'm wondering if... Because I guess he does kind of have that, well... Um, okay, how's this? <laughs> Jesus, it was the 36th track on the album Go Simpsonic with the Simpsons. Um, that's insane. Is that anything like that other album, Songs in the Key of... I forget Podcasts. the name. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, from what I can tell... Because I, I assumed it was going to um, be a reference to a real thing. It, yeah. it does not appear to be a reference to a real thing. Okay. Oh, wait. I've just found a thing that says it is based on a real thing. Uh, right. I'll, I guess I'll hit play on this YouTube video and see what happens. <laughs> I would just like, before you do that, I would just like to say... Okay, we're doing it. I'll say afterwards. Five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine. Uh, oh, yeah. Lord, have mercy. Now let me hear a little bass now, Nancy. So good. So fine. Nancy Reagan playing nice. Hey, he's here. Al, smoking. We're in a groove now. That's groove, sir. Groove. We're in a groove now. Slip me a little keyboard, Cap. This is, does it build to anything? Trying to get those voters on their feet. Get their consent. All I need is 10%. Say we want all the guys. Alright, that's more than enough of that. <laughs> yep. Fuck. Right, I'm going to say at this point, because we have been going for 51 minutes, and I still have a lot to say on this episode. This might be one of the few times we put an episode that is just about one episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> Oh. There is too much to say. <laughs> we're we're going to treat this like like a, a treehouse of horror. I think we might have to. Because this episode, for some reason, like my notes are extensive in like lead places and we have been going for 51 minutes. And you know what's really insane though? Yeah. Is that I still have four notes left. Yeah. This is <laughs> remarkable. Yeah. I kind of think we just do a huge episode though. Who cares what the episode length is? Uh, I mean, I'm partly like partly agreeing with you, but also thinking of poor editing by James, <laughs> the job he will have ahead of you. I have not edited next week's episode yet, and it is the Sunday before it goes up. Can I say something controversial? Yep. Fuck editing by James. <laughs> I like that guy. No, I know. I was just. I was, <laughs> He's busy. I was just giving you a layup for you to edit in and say "screw you, Nick" or something like that. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll, we'll uh, see how we go. Yeah, if, if the editing's a concern, then I'm happy to do it as we'll, we'll do a standalone episode. But well, is, we'll, is, is there enough in the next episode to do a standalone on that? Well, we'll soon find out, won't we? Yeah, We're going to so. take a lunch break after this. I think, like, when we get hungry, we get a little weird and crazy. <laughs> yes, that's very good point. I really, they go down the lake, and I really like skipping over a lot of the stuff here which is all really fucking funny we're like I love at, uh, at the lake I love uh, Rod and Todd like falling off the boat and all the stuff that happens there and the zesty um, Italian in the eye I, and... that's a very good line yeah I want to say I really enjoy so there's the, there's the Flimpsons bit in a perfect world would all be called the Flimpsons yep skipping ahead quite a bit but yes oh that's no. oh no no it is yeah it's, it's before, yeah. It's before yeah. the food fight and you just mentioned zesty Italian in the yeah. eye but um in a perfect world, but it'll be called The Flimpsons. I love the way that Homer barrels the camera when he delivers that line. <laughs> like, he's he's drawn to stare straight down the lens of the invisible camera. And I just really enjoy... I've always enjoyed that weird little turn. Because it's not very often that Simpsons characters just absolutely dead-eye the, the viewer coming out of the screen. Yeah. But he does it on that, <laughs> which is such an odd punctuation for that joke. I like it. It is. It is. It is a joke. Yeah, I like it when they start that food fight. There's a very sweet little moment where Lisa and Marge sort of like exchange eye contact and then decide to join in on the fight. Mm. I just think that's a very nice little scene. It's a nice little it's touch. It's cute. It's lovely. Okay. It's pleasant. Calm down. <laughs> it's really nice, Nick. <laughs> Quick pull. Save me. I'll throw the butternut squash at him. <laughs> James, why are you crying? <laughs> oh, did you get sunscreen in your eye? Oh, that's a reference. Yeah, I got sunscreen on my eye in the way here, uh, listener, and I uh, I started weeping out of one eye. I thought, well, now I just look like a crazy person. Yeah, like an absolute man. Like a person man. who's like crying because they're having a stroke that's making half their face not work. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's all very nice. And then Ned, after his car gets crushed by his own boat, he has a dream that... Is this based on a movie or is it based on the 1966 University of Texas shooting where somebody went up in a tower and started shooting people? Excellent question. Um, I do not know if it's based on the 1966 University of Texas shooting. And I, because I watched a documentary about this last year called Tower, uh, which is on Netflix, Australian Netflix. And I'm was, gonna... it, was that the one about the one of the Australian gladiators? <laughs> No, <laughs> specifically the gladiator called Tower. I mean, I've just established it's about a school shooting, but sure. Uh, yeah. I mean... yeah, fair enough. I don't think any, yeah, of, the, I don't think any of the gladiators shot I mean, up a school. It's about Vulcan, the, yeah. uh, the main gladiator. Uh, yeah, he was kind of like the poster. Yeah, he was the, the lead, lead gladiator. What's yeah. he up to now? Um, all right. <laughs> anyway, the documentary Tower. I'm going to talk about Tower for a moment because it's yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah, great yeah. film. Okay, it's a... Sure. Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. It's a documentary about that shooting, largely made up of, like, testimonials from people who were there. And uh, it's all rotoscoped, which means it's animated, but they basically, like... It's a way of recreating the events using actors while making it seem like the real thing, basically. Okay, And sure. it's real fucking good. And, I think like, I have a friend that does some rotoscoping for the, uh, like remastered Doctor Who stuff. Oh, really? Like, his name appears in credits for Doctor Who DVDs as the rotoscopist. I've got I've got some friends who work in digital animation. I've got a friend who knows how Game of Thrones ends because he did the digital effects for the final episode. Wow. And is just, like, sitting on that information and mm. <laughs> obviously cannot reveal it, but, like, he knows. So, 
Vulcan. Yeah. Uh, Australian actor John Seru, S-E-R-U. I'm going to assume it's pronounced Seru. Sure. Um, he won the International Wrestling Australia Heavyweight Championship twice. Twice. He was in 1999's James Bond movie, The World Is Not Enough. Really? Mm. Oh, and I'm going to rewatch that movie. Look out for him. He is Gabor. Gabor. Um, and he was also in... And this is a little different, but he was also in 2003's Fat Pizza movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes Playing sense. Lennox Bluis. How on earth? I guess The World Is Not Enough probably did film in Sydney. A lot of films were being filmed in Sydney around that time for the tax breaks that were being offered. Sure. But The World Is Not Enough is like the most anonymous of the Pierce Brosnan era Bond films. That's the one where one of the characters is named Christmas Jones. Oh, And sure. it's all based around Bond right at the end. You know, going to have sex with her and saying, oh yeah, I recognize that character. Yeah. But it's all based around Bond at the end. You know, going to have sex with her for the second time in a night and saying, I thought Christmas only came once a year. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a film that barely exists. It, uh, I think Robbie Coltrane might be in it. Robbie Coltrane. I think maybe he's only in Goldeneye. He's definitely in Goldeneye. Right. Right. Yeah. Along with was Sean there, Bean. Uh, was there a... Um, which... I mean, there's a name that's confusing. Sean um, Bean. Yeah, Sean Bean. Yeah. Uh, or Sean Bourne. Um, fucking... Is there a... Uh, Nintendo 64 game called The World Is Not Enough? There is, actually. Oh. Yeah, it was right. developed by Eurocom in 2000. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fuck. <laughs> or maybe a, it was just published by Eurocom. What a thing to know. <laughs> Well, of course I do. That's true. What kind of life do you think I've led that I'm not going to know whether there was a video game adaptation of the world that's not enough released for the Nintendo 64 in the year 2000? (coughs) You're right. That is very you. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was Goldeneye and then there was the PlayStation exclusive Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh. And then the world is not enough. And then eventually the license transferred over to EA who released their own adventures on the PlayStation 2. You know, they had like Nightfire, Agent Under Fire, which came before Nightfire, Everything or Nothing, which was weird because they got a bunch of real actors in and got them to record parts and... Like, you only watch the intro to that movie, and it feels very early 2000s. Sure. Movie, I mean, uh, video game. It's like that period of time where you could start to make digital models that looked a little bit like the actors. Mm. And it had um, the the woman from American Pie, like the hot transfer student. Uh, Oh, Okay, so not. It was like the Bond girl in that game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So that was. uh, Sorry, you mentioned Tomorrow Never Dies. That was back on the PlayStation. Back on the PlayStation. Was there a game called Tomorrow Never Knows? Track fourteen on 1966's (laughs) Revolver. I don't believe there was. Okay, that's interesting. Good way to somehow bring us back on topic. I love that at this point, this podcast is so fucking dumb <laughs> that to mention the Beatles album Revolver counts, counts as getting back, back on, on topic. topic. Oh, that's wonderful fun. That's now, wonderful. There's a moment in this episode that has turned into a meme. I'd like to apologize for saying wonderful. I'd like to retain No, I, I want to keep wonderful in. Uh, so you're not going to refund it? <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Now it's justified. All right, cool. <laughs> now, there's a moment that's turned into a meme of Homer, you know, he comes through the hedge yeah he comes through the hedge he's like hey hey i'm homer baby what's going on over here oh your impressions are so good today james and ned says well i'm ned and i'm gonna go visit grandma baby i'm gonna go visit grandma oh joe and homer goes back through the hedge yes and this meme has been played as like 
a way of exiting out of a conversation you don't want to be a part of, which is sure. not what is happening in that no, scene. It, yeah. And this is a little bit like the... Um, I'm starting to think that GIFs, GIFs are just inherently stupid because... You mentioned a similar point about yeah. the memification of the Citizen applause Kane, yeah. in Citizen Kane, yeah. where Charlie Kane realizes that the performance is tanking, but he thinks I have enough influence that if I clap, everyone else will clap. Yeah, and people use that as genuine congratulation, congratulatory yes. applause. Like, now. Yeah, it's like a stunning moment of achievement. It's, yes, yeah, which is actually the exact. And so it, it is interesting that people miss the point of these gifts yes. to the point where. <laughs> My thesis that I've just invented yes. is that the only GIF which is used in the context that it was originally decided for is the Tom DeLonge Blink-182 What the Fuck GIF from the First Date video. I'm not sure if you're which, familiar with that no. one. I have, irritatingly, two different responses to this. Okay, sure. I'll go with the, the one that I can just sort of blow through quickly first. Uh, are you aware that this GIF was used in a very recent episode of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. When Lisa gets the message from her dad Mm. with that gif in it. And people were... People seem to like that joke. I didn't think it was very good, but it was a... Yeah, I'm not a fan of that episode... uh, of of that joke either. Um, So that's the Tom Blink-182 first date what the fuck gif. It's a very good what the fuck. It's it's, a solid what the fuck. And it's genuine, like, it, it... context makes sense from in the video now my my thing is i something that i've been thinking about more and more recently and this might not be a thing that people like hearing me say sure but i have gotten really sick of people responding to things with gifts yeah that it's can... the thing that's starting to really bother me just the like you can't just say what you you feel like it has to be like you know here's a picture of somebody doing a thing yeah totally quite often you know it's it's often uh, they're just so broad, and a lot of them seem to be like a sort of reappropriation of like a, somebody's real, like very sincere reaction to a thing, and it's just it's mm. and it's so- weird. Something that is doing my head in is that there are now things where it is clear to me, a cynic, yeah, that TV shows and whether it's a reality show or whether it's a scripted, you know, yeah. sitcom or whatever. They are now doing things specifically to turn them into jiffable moments. Yeah. And I'm not interested in that. 100%. It is. Like, uh... you know, reactions that get played out in such a. You, you can even tell by the way that some of them are framed mm. that they are designed to be isolated as a tiny gif. And it really, really gets on my nerves. Yeah. I mean, some shows do it better than others. Like, uh,. There's a lot of shows these days that, you know, will sort of try to get hashtags trending during the show. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, the whole like, the online online sort of economy of needing to make everything like, you know, consumable within a few seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, Remember when Twitter used to just be like, you know, hashtags about uh, describe your dick with a movie title and like yeah. fun things like that. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That's my dick and my two balls. Uh, huh. Okay. Um, uh, you, uh, you had more locked and loaded for this than I was <laughs> prepared for. They're now, all just westerns. Because now I feel like. <laughs> oh, I, my lovely Clementine. Because now I feel like I need to contribute one and I don't have any um, that are in my head. Uh, uh, stagecoach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the searches. I'm just naming westerns at this point. Oh, okay. Oh, the 310 to Yuma. Um,. Uh, what about, um, okay, how would I describe my genital with a movie? True, Greg. Um, <laughs> that, that's good. Uh, <laughs> if I was in a particularly possessive relationship, which I'm not, I could say taken. 
in that Liam Neeson is trying to find my penis. I will find it, and I will kill it. <laughs> um, uh, okay. I have a very specific set of penises. <laughs> uh, when was the last time we talked about The Simpsons in this recording? I don't know, it's been going for so long. <laughs> God. And then you brought in Penis F Pumpkins. <laughs> I have a very specific set of penises. And pumpkins. And pumpkins. We get a very nice uh, Terminator 2 parody. Uh, where Homer's uh, chasing the car and he starts using the golf clubs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was a Terminator 2 parody. No, no. Yeah. I assume you haven't seen Terminator 2. Uh, no. That's one of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, correct? Yes. Hasta la vista, baby. Is that actually from Terminator 2? Yes. Yeah. Cool. What about where he says, Ice to see you. That is, I think that might actually be a line from the film Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. What about when he says, um, uh, hmm, uh, no, I have no other Arnold Schwarzenegger lines. Do you remember when he was the governor and he was talking to, like, the troops and he said to them, you people, you are the real Terminators. And they all cheered and clapped and like, eh. have you seen that film, honey? <laughs> Do you know what happens in it? You know, the entire first film is just about him trying to kill a single woman and then failing. <laughs> isn't, isn't that what the army's doing? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. More alarmist name would be The Killbot Factory, oh. which is in the next episode we probably won't get to in this recording. Nope, it was in this episode. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it is, it is my first note. Ion Springfield. Oh, not, not even crossed name. out, but we got there. We got there. Oh. Uh, so, look, uh, Flanders is pulled over. And they don't do any drug testing. They just say these hepped up on goofballs. Yes, I looked up what goofballs are. <laughs> yeah, they're swinging hard. Oh, okay, goofballs are a mixture of heroin and methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> they are accu- they are accusing Ned of going very, very, very hard on extraordinarily on hard on, on on the drugs. Oh, I'm on the drugs. Huh. Okay. Tis- tism reference? No. Oh. Just me being silly. Oh, it sounded a little bit like that tism song. I'm Which on the one? drug that killed River Phoenix. Oh, okay. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug that killed River Phoenix. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know the melody. <laughs> Evidently. <clears throat> Good times. Uh, so, the final scene. Well, the penultimate scene, I suppose, where they all go to the church. The penultimate supper. I really like this scene. I feel like we might have slightly differing views on this because you turned to me during this episode and said, is the idea of going to church every week just so fundamentally crazy? I'm like, yeah, it is. It's a weird thing to do. Because I started thinking like, oh, maybe I'll talk about how weird it is that Homer still goes to church. And then I'm like, wait, it's weird that anyone goes to church. Anyway. They've got the sign at the front saying the loosest bingo cards in town. Nice bit of signage. What is that a reference to? Loosest craps, I guess. It's like a gambling thing. Oh. Yeah. Right. Loose as craps like a high-fiber diet type thing. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I made that filthy, James. Filthy. During this scene, though, I was thinking this episode actually has a really nice arc and plot. Like, it's really yeah. well put together. Yeah, it does. And I like it. And sometimes I say nice things about this show. Yeah. I also start to think, I feel like we've all had friendships like this. Where, like, the person's a little clingy and, like... You feel like you don't quite get along with them as well as they think you do, mm. but you kind of also know it's partly your fault. Like, yeah, you could be trying a little harder, maybe. Sure. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know. There's something very familiar about this episode. Well, that's very interesting. Yes. I and guess. I guess I've had that. And then I think that uh, Homer's little speech at the end about how nice Flanders is to him and how there'd be no need for heaven because we'd already be there. Yeah. The gently sweet moment. Nice the little thing. Yeah. 
For me, I sat there wondering, going, uh, sorry, I sat there thinking, how did the whole town turn so quickly against Ned? Yeah, this is a little much. Yeah, it's a bit, as you would say, sweaty. Sweaty. With Um, apologies to Griffin Newman of uh, Blank Check with Griffin and David. Sure. Gotta cite Um, my references. uh, is, 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 Is Griffin Newman... A Welshman, or does he just have the world's most Welsh name? I think he's, uh, no, I think he's like from California. Ah, maybe we need to. No, no, I like to give my credits though to the people who I'm stealing the jokes from. Yes. Maybe we need to do one of those podcasts where we just read a Wikipedia page and then like pretend we made it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like every podcast. I have been read. <laughs> I've, I've read several Wikipedia articles today. Yeah, but we've made it clear. Yeah, that's kind true. of. Wait, is it? Oh no, I've got a thing in the next episode that I'm going to read. Um, from an article that I, that I wrote down the author's name. So. Okay, I love the uh, I love the ending, just complete buyout of the concept where they're just like, okay, well that's over now. We're not going to come back to this. Yes, they're just doing other stuff now. Homer says that his uncle Boris had died. How is Uncle Boris related to Homer? Uh, is, I believe he was Boris... the husband of uh, Aunt Natasha. Boris and Natasha Badenov? Yes. From Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yes. Fucking. Gee, where's Bullwinkle? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Well, I feel like I feel like Rocky and Bullwinkle are like part of our cast at this point, aren't they? Because I did a um, weird podcast. Because I did one impression of Rocky. Yeah, but you took like fifteen minutes to find out what he sounded like first. Gee, Bullwinkle, I think we should go home. Adrian! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, get that thing out of my face, Adrian! Gee, Sylvester, I think Yo, Adrian, where's your hat? Rocky, I love you! I love you too! I really love Rocky. Right. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's a Rocky reference. Fuck. (laughs) What'd you think I was doing? I thought you were making fun of the fact that Bullwinkle sounded slightly like a punch-drunk Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay. Uh. (laughs) Oh, gee, Rocky-jeeth girl. Uh. Adrian! (laughs) Pretty good bullwinkle, I'm going to say. <laughs> it is. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, fucking hell. Um, okay, well, uh, yeah, really good episode. I, I like it, it a lot. I suppose it does make sense for someone as evil as Boris Badenov to live in a haunted mansion like that. <laughs> so I'm happy. I'm happy to assume that Boris Badenov is in fact Homer's uncle. Yeah, and that he makes died, complete sense to me. And that he died in some crazy hijinks. I mean, really, in a way, aren't the cartoon forebearers of The Simpsons their relatives? Is there such a thing as low jinx? Low jinx? <laughs> There's high jinx, aren't yeah. there? Low jinx? Yeah. Just very low, just being a bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> are, are all jinx high? That sounds like a fucking AM radio racist call-in question. <laughs> I feel like maybe this podcast counts as low jinx. Low jinx. I mean, it's just two people sitting at a table being silly. Yeah, don't tell them we're sitting at a table. I mean, the stakes are very low. <laughs> I'm not that many people listening. We're not having steaks for lunch. No. But if we did, Money's too tight for steak. If we did, that would be low. Yes. Money is too tight for steak, actually. <laughs> it legitimately is. It legitimately is. Should we get some lunch? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, should we call this the end of the episode? I guess so, yeah. It's just, it's gone on quite long. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure that the next episode is going to be strong enough. Well, that's fine. We can just do like 40 minutes of bets. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, so this has been Pods in the Key of Springfield, a podcast... About whatever this one was about. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're on the A Lot of Green Networks. Good shows on there. Listen to them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Woozer Wazzle. Um, the hell happened to my dogs? Can you, can, can you believe that I nearly didn't have a line locked and loaded ready to go? Fuck. Jesus. Uh, Imagine that. 
Uh, bye. Bye. Um, should we keep rolling while I order the food? Yeah, I'm so fucking hungry. Yeah, okay. I, I realize like midway through, oh, I have not eaten today. That's the thing that I'm meant to do. Ah, uh, that'll do it for you. So I'm going to get stuff from a place called Real Rolls because their banh mi is particularly good. I like a good banh mi. Um, little plug for them in the sting. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I do find it astonishing, though, that the add-ons you can get includes eggs. <laughs> but am. it doesn't say in what form those eggs are. And also, how's this? Add extras. Giant chocolate donut is the first <laughs> extra that you could add. Ah, oh, that's excellent. I assume that comes on the side. Well, is this like a bakery that delivers? Uh, no. Because the best bun me place in Adelaide that I've been to, I forget the name of it. It would be nice to know and be able to shout it out. But they mm. are like a bakery that does bun me's. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so I'm going to get the crackling roast pork and I'm going to put a note in that says extra chili, please. Can you just make it two of those? Yeah, sure. Yep. You don't want to look at the other options? No. Okay. Pork with crackling, what better option is there? Well, yeah, but I... I, I, Sorry, in terms of maybe you wouldn't want the banh mi, maybe you'd want something else. Oh, okay. Um, There's there's apple chicken banh mi with garlic butter and I guess my only concern is there might be like things that you opt out on on a banh mi that I opt in on. No, I'm, I'm everything. Okay, good. Yep, everything. Because I know a lot of people don't like like the pate if they include that. Yeah, I think this place does include that. So. Okay. Um, so I assume this would be like standard bun me, like pate, some sort of like chili. Yep. No mayonnaise or anything. Uh, unsure. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think there might be some actually. Okay, I'll just take like whatever the standard bun me is because they know yep. better than I do. Exactly. But you know, some bun me places that aren't as good, like the heap on mayonnaise to try to disguise the. Yeah. 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 It's really like what you really want is like you know the fresh cucumber and carrot. Like that's really what you're signing up for, and like the pork and the crackling and the chili. Yeah. I think this place does um the pickled carrot and daikon combination. Oh fuck! All yeah, in on that. It is. It is really good. Um, there was a place near where I used to work that would do ban me, but every now and then they would just make astonishing decisions. Like, oh, sorry, we're out of coriander, so have spring onions instead. <laughs> and I'm like, spring onions are not a substitute for <laughs> coriander. Uh, um, I might also... Oh, do I need that? Am I just being greedy? I think I'm just being greedy. Hmm... Pack of two lemongrass chicken cold rolls. I'll have a cold roll each as well. Uh, is that being greedy? I think it's just. I think it's just me being. I like, don't know. Like I don't know if a cold roll is gonna gonna add much to the the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, probably not. I just feel like a bar me is gonna leave me slightly hungry. Maybe like a spring roll, but then that's kind of fatty as well. I don't know. Yeah. See. Yeah. I. I don't know. I'm not into spring rolls. Well, is the cold like? Is it a big cold roll? Uh, they're kind of, um, that's the, that's the roast pork boys. Oh, fuck. Okay. Mm. I I don't think I, on the basis that I'm getting the pork bun me, I'd go for the chicken cold roll. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck. And that comes in a pack of two, does it? Yeah. All right, fine. Let's do it. One each. Yeah. Um, that. Have you ever seen one of those Twitch streams that's just like people eating, like ordering food? Because we're just doing that as a podcast now. Uh, no, I have not seen that. Okay. That sounds weird. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, two of those and the pack of cold rolls. Place order. Okay. Well, that's been the podcast. Bye. <laughs>